Uh, this is Skip Lockwood, and you're listening to Mets Musing. I was a pitcher, a relief pitcher, a closer with the New York Mets. I have a new book out called Inside Pitch, Mets Musing. Thank you very much. This, this is, is Len and Jeff, Jeff from Baseball and Barbecue. And the one place to go for New York Mets news, past week game reviews, upcoming series previews, interviews, analysis, opinion, and, and what's, what's going, going down, down on the farm. farm. It's, it's Mets Musings with Gary Mack. So keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets. Mets Musings with, with Gary Mack. Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. And hello everybody and welcome to another edition of Mets Musings. Number, what is it, 338? And uh, we're a little late this week due to circumstances beyond my control. Well, not I could have controlled it. I was just tired. I actually joined the gym. Yes, it's been a gazillion years since I was in the gym. But we have been on uh, this Weight Watcher kick. I have lost over 45 pounds. And now it's time to start moving a little bit. My real goal is to try to get back onto the golf course, but <sighs> it's tough. But we uh, went to the gym, and I have to tell you that um, it was exhausting for not being in a gym <laughs> a number of years and with all the newfangled machines and stuff, you know, I, I used the old universal machine and maybe a Nautilus and then uh, some free weights and stuff. Now I've got all kinds of bells and whistles and doodads and everything else. So it was a little bit, uh, a little bit intimidating, um, but it did it. I was tired. I was achy. I was sore. I don't feel as bad today. So, that's uh, that's one good thing, but um, what happens when you get old? You gotta gotta work out to stay on top of it, just keep staying young, I guess. But talking about getting a little bit younger, how about the Mets looking a little bit? I know it's too late, but maybe there's some hope for next season, you know. Maybe, just maybe, they uh, took the series with Philadelphia, taking three out of five, split with San Francisco, took the opener against Washington last night on a great pitching performance by, let me get my drum roll, Jason Vargas. Who'd have thunk it? Who the heck would have thought that Jason Vargas... Would have put up a good pitching performance. It's crazy. But he did. Six innings, uh, I believe six innings of shutout baseball. Lugo came in, nailed down the other two, and then Gizelman nailed down the ninth and the save. I guess he got a save. It was a 3 nothing win for the Mets. And the Nationals really are a shell of uh, 
themselves after trading Murphy now and Matt Adams and they did not look good at all and and uh I you know what I got to be honest I don't feel sorry for them don't feel least bit of sorrow for them and no cuz they never felt sorry for the Mets so why should anybody feel sorrow that the uh that the uh dynasty if you will of the American National League East is coming to an end with the Nationals don't feel a bit of sorrow. They can crash and burn as far as I'm concerned. But let's not talk about them. Let's talk about our Mets. Playing a little better. Can somebody tell me why the second baseman was not brought up? You know, we mentioned his name so much. All season. When are they bringing him up? They got to bring him up. And here they finally bring him up. And and you know what? They're doing the right thing. They're playing him every day. And that's what you have to do. With these younger guys. You know, these young guys. And, and 27 is still young. I, you know, please, I wish I was 27 again. And McNeil has found his way. And he is performing on this level. And everybody cried about bringing him up earlier in the year. And I, I don't know, maybe, maybe they waited, you know, okay. Maybe it was okay. Maybe they just. They timed it perfectly. Whatever they lucked out, that this kid is really blossoming, and is taking a leadership role and stepped right in. He he he. It didn't even bother him. He came in from from the get go, as if uh, you know, as if he'd been here for ten years, and he's a scrappy ball player. He, he's reminiscent of of a backman. He hits like a Murphy without the not as much power. He's got some pop though. But you know what? They're winning games. They're scoring some runs. They're getting base hits and popping their home runs now and then. It's more balanced. That's what you want to see. You want to see a balanced offensive attack. And it's getting there. It's not all the way there. But it's getting there. And that's all we ever wanted. We, we wanted to see a team that was competitive and with a good enough offensive attack to make the games interesting. And that's what we're seeing a little bit of now. That they're getting hits from other guys and it's not all home runs. 
Well, be that as it may, they got a whole big home run in the eighth inning last night for Cushion. Hit by, of all people, Jay Bruce, who made his return from the disabled list last night and uh, hit a two-run homer. As I said, in the uh, eighth inning, bottom of the eighth, and that gave them the insurance runs that they needed. So you need the home run. You need the power hitter. But the Mets went too much, I think. They wanted power hitters all over the place. And power hitters get hurt. They swing hard. They, you know, it's just the bigger guys usually. You need more of a balance. And I think they're starting to get that balance. We're starting to see that. Now, will McNeil pan out? I don't know. But you got to let him play. Let him play. Let him see. I give him the job next year going into spring training. Give him the second base job. Let's see what he can do. Keep Rosario at short. You've got McNeil at second. Now, we mentioned Jay Bruce coming back, and the disturbing thing is they're talking about that he could be the full-time first baseman next year. And that concerns me a little bit. Not that he can't play first base, but what does that do to the minors? What does that do for Dom Smith? What does it do for Peter Alonzo, who is definitely ready to come up here and see what he can do or show what he can do? And he's threatening them. I mean, he's not threatening the Mets, Alonzo, but he's daring them not to, I mean, to promote him because he's been hitting home runs. He's got eight home runs, I think. Well, we'll look into that a little bit later when we go down on the farm. But he is red hot. How do you keep this guy in the minors? And again, what does it mean? For Dom Smith's future. Personally, I don't think Dom Smith has a future here. I I think his time is done with the Mets. Did they give him a fair shake? Tough to say. I mean, uh, he had an opportunity. He got hurt. Is that fair? I mean... He wouldn't think so, but but uh, look, there is some positive signs. We have all of those things we've been talking about. Conforto starting to hit. Uh, Zach Wheeler, the transformation and evolution of Zach Wheeler has been an amazing thing to watch this year. And now you got to rethink the whole trading your pitcher thing. I'm not sure I want to train anybody at this point. Or if I am, I'm leaning maybe more towards Syndergaard. DeGrom's not going anywhere. I like Wheeler. I like the way he's pitching. Matt's, you need a lefty. 
Well, Vargas is going to be here next year, so Matt's maybe a potential. Um, maybe Matt's can turn it around next year like Wheeler did this year. Matt's has shown signs. He's had trouble early in the game. Then he'll settle down a lot of the times, and he'll pitch pretty good. So if he could have a turnaround like Wheeler had a turnaround, wow, that'd be great. That'd be super. But we just don't know whether he'll be able to do it next year. I think Wheeler has turned a corner. I think this is the Wheeler we're going to see. The Grom, you know, Syndergaard is pitching pretty good now. And maybe if he can pitch out the rest of the year well, maybe he can sit him moving him. If the hall is right. If not, keep him. Because they still think with a little bit of tweaking, and if this team could stay healthy, they could be a major contender. But we got to get a better bench coach in here. All right, let's take a break, and we will be back after this. Hey, baseball fans and book fans as well. This is Frank Nappy, author of the Legend of Mickey Tussler series, inviting all of you to learn more about my protagonist, Mickey Tussler, an incredible pitching prodigy who has autism. Follow Mickey's journey as he captures the hearts of fans everywhere with his blazing fastball and indomitable spirit. Please visit Amazon or www.franknappy.com for more information. Hi, this is the world-famous Mr. Brewtown of BrewtownSports.Potomatic.com. You know, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Google+, Plus. Uh, Brewtown Sports. You can also listen to the show at Stitcher.com, TuneIn.com, and iTunes.com. And we've got the new one. It's called BrewtownRadio.Webley.com. But the one that I'm most proud of being on is BaseballPodcast.net. It is the home of great baseball talk shows. Check it out, my show and all kinds of other programs all about Major League Baseball. So check it out. That's BaseballPodcast.net, the home for great baseball talk shows. The Phillies and Mets rivalry has never been better. Hi, my name is Rich Baxter, and I host Phillies Talk Podcast. I hope you'll join me as we talk all about the Phillies all season long. That's Phillies Talk Podcast at fightinphillies.com. And now back to Gary Mack and this great edition of Mets Musings. Five one six six one nine six three four one. That is the comment voicemail hotline. If you'd like to be a part of the show and drop us a line, leave us a comment or a voicemail question, anything at all. 
Call that number, 516-619-6341. Or go to MetsMusings.com and click on that widget in the middle of the screen, and that's a speak pipe, and you can leave a voicemail right through your computer through your computer's microphone. Or if you prefer to do things the old-fashioned way, send us an email at MetsMusings at gmail.com. The Facebook page is Facebook.com slash groups slash MetsMusings. And the Twitter handle is at MetsMusings1. And uh, if you'd uh, like to help out the show, check out our Patreon page. Check out the campaign at Patreon.com slash MetsMusings. And we have a voicemail tonight. So let's play that voicemail who called in on that, that person that called in on the hotline that we just talked about. So uh, here we go. It's Dennis from Albany. Gary, this is Dennis from Albany. Um, I, call, I haven't called in a while, but I want to rant about what the hell the clueless Calloway is doing regarding... Um, like, why is he benching McNeil the other night? And why is he benching Conforto the other night? And and why is he playing Batista? I don't get that. Um, I'm not a dumb Smith fan. I don't think he's going to be that good. But, hell, we're not going anywhere. Let's see if he can play well. Maybe we can trade him and somebody else will think he's good. Uh, he, he's, like I said all along, I've been trying to like this guy, but he's just stupid he's soft according to the game today the the uh the grom's not getting the pitches and you know what's his name uh Bumgarner seems to be getting all the strikes called i mean i i don't know the grom is supposed to be good in the daytime and he can't pitch all of a sudden he's walking people that makes no sense to me but anyway but in callaway's sitting on his ass doing nothing because he doesn't want to argue about things and the other thing is like the, a couple of weeks ago when we got beat up by Washington, like 26 to 2 or whatever the hell it was, um, the next day was Syndergaard pitching, and I expected somebody to be put down because that's Syndergaard's M.O. He doesn't play around like that. I mean, uh, Collins more or less let him do what he wanted to. I mean, look what he did in the series and the Utley thing, but he doesn't do anything against Washington. I'm thinking, is that coming from Callaway because he's such a, you know, Mamsy Pamsy type of manager doesn't want to play that way. I don't get it. But anyway, um, and why is Batista still on our team? I mean, somebody's got to want him, or somebody just cut him because he's useless to us. He's had some good games, but I'm sorry, he's like batting 200, and you know he's not all that good. But anyway, I'm sorry I took up some time here, but I just haven't called in a while. I wanted to get that off my chest because I'm tired of Callaway and I know he's going to be back next year and I know we can't do a damn thing about it but we have some hope with McNeil and maybe Rosario and Conforto and Nimmo and the pitching staff because uh, what do you call it Wheeler's been pitching great uh, Matt's I mean he pitched good the other night after he gave up two runs the first inning hell maybe he can turn the corner a little bit I hope um, but you know anyway 
that's enough for now, and uh, I hope to hear what you have to say about this. Talk to you later. Bye. Okay, Dennis, thank you for the call, and uh, let's uh, let's talk about a little bit some of those uh, things, that the points you brought up. Well, Callaway isn't going anywhere. So, you know, we got to accept it. Um, as far as DeGrom uh, pitching the day, I think what he was trying, what they were saying was the ump wasn't giving the calls. Not that he can't pitch in the day, he just wasn't getting the calls from the umpire, whereas Bumgarner was. So, um, you know, that that's that's going to happen throughout the course of a year. But Syndergaard um, um, not retaliating, I, I think that may have come down from the league. Uh, that was in between the uh, Braves and the Marlins uh, headhunting war. Acuna was hit. Uh, I can't think of the pitcher's name, the Miami pitcher. And uh, it instigated a brawl, and I think that the league might have uh, put out a uh, league-wide warning about throwing at guys, and I think that's what uh, stopped that particular move. I don't think it was from uh, Callaway being soft. Now, I do agree that uh, at times he has been soft. times you uh, scratch your head. Um, but I think... It, I, to me, it still goes back a lot of a lot of it goes back to uh, not having a proper bench coach. And I know DeSarcina was in the American League. He was with Boston. He was the bench coach with Boston. He has to be good, but he doesn't understand the National League, folks. It's a different style of game. <clears throat> And the problem that the Mets have is they hired everybody from the American League. <clears throat> Callaway came from the American League. DeSaucina came from the American League. So there was nobody to say to Callaway, hey, maybe we would have do this this way. Or you got to watch this. We don't do that in this league this way. He hasn't had that. So... What you've really had was a manager learning his way and a first-time manager. So he's learning how to deal with everything, the players, the front office, the fans, the media, and throw on top of that, he's also got to learn the game over here. Now, usually if you have a good bench coach, he can help ease in some of the matters. I don't, the Mets do not have that. So Callaway's kind of out there on his own. I'm sure they talk things over, but if the, the, the bench coach isn't exactly savvy to the National League. It's going to hurt. Now, maybe they've turned the corner because the team is playing better. But I have to think, I have to wonder that I, I watch this team now compared to early in the year. And is there not a distinct attitude difference since Sandy Alderson has left? 
even with Callaway, is he not trying more things? Is he not sacrifice bunting more? Is he not trying to take a base more? Give the guys the green light to steal. It just seems that they're a bit more aggressive. And that seems to have taken... Now, I could be wrong. It just seems to me that since... uh, Since Sandy Alderson retired or resigned or left or whatever he's his current situation is, that this team has played better baseball. And they've brought up a guy like McNeil who who oh, <coughs> excuse me. We know when you bring up younger guys, they're full of energy, they want to prove stuff, they they tend to push others. And that's what is going on with McNeil, I think. And Nemo. And Conforto maybe is more comfortable. Now, Dennis's last point about, uh, um, just to get back to Dennis for a sec, about Batista. He serves a purpose. He served a purpose. Let's not forget, when Nimmo got hurt, they needed him. He was playing more in the outfield because they, they needed an outfielder. They tried Dom Smith there, and we had that debacle where they blew the game because he ran into uh, Rosario. And there's nothing in the minors. Outfield wise, not in triple A. So, Batista fills the need right now. Now, with Bruce back, it changes. But don't forget, at one point there, you had Todd Frazier out. Uh, Batista could play a little bit of third. And he's played pretty well there. Uh, Nimmo went down. And before you got Austin Jackson, you know, so he he filled the need. He filled the need. And as as you said, he had a couple of big hits. So um, I don't know if they could still move him. Maybe they can. Get a little something, not much, but uh, we'll see where that takes us. But thanks for the call, Dennis, and I hope you call again. And I hope we can get to a point in the season next, either this year or next year, where we'll all be uh, more optimistic. But speaking of optimism, let's go take a look down on the farm. All right, well, you know, we, we've been talking about some of the guys in the minors and uh, some of the big names that you've been hearing about, the prospect list, have been really playing well. Uh, Peter Alonzo, he's got two homers, two doubles over the last three games. For Vegas, he's crushed eight homers in August. He's got 109 RBI all year. 
between Binghamton and Vegas. Um, will we see him in September? They say no. So I, I don't know. I think that's an outright crime. Uh, but uh, maybe they'll change their mind. Andres Jimenez is playing with Binghamton. He's 19 years old. Uh, his power numbers have been slipping a little bit, but he's still getting on base at a good clip. He's hitting 301 for the season. He's got eight stolen bases. Before uh, he went to Binghamton, he was hitting 282 with six home runs for St. Lucie. Justin Dunn has been stellar over his last three starts. He just he gave up just four runs in 19 innings while allowing 11 hits, walking nine, striking out 24. He has a 3.11 ERA in 12 starts for Binghamton before being promoted the uh, first-round pick in 2016. He had a 2.36 ERA in St. Lucie, so he's been having an awesome year, Justin Dunn, and really a bounce-back year. He struggled last year, so this is uh, this is good news. Franklin Colomi, the 23-year-old who the Mets acquired from the Phillies last month for Strubal Cabrera, has excelled since joining Binghamton, where he has a 3.07 ERA with 33 strikeouts and 29.1 innings. That's five starts. He had a 4.24 ERA in 19 starts for the Phillies WA affiliate before the trade. So he's been playing better since he got to the Mets. Uh, David Peterson has been dominant over his last two starts, tossing 11 scoreless innings. Anthony Kay uh, struggled in his last start, but before that, fit pitched pretty well. And he is coming back. This is his first season back since Tommy John surgery. He started strong after being promoted to St. Lucie, allowing two runs or fewer in his first four starts. Hasn't been smooth sailing since then, but, um, you know, again, it, it could be fatigue. He has uh, He's coming back from the Tommy John, and it's always a little bit tough. Uh, let's see, Jared Kellenick, the first-round pick from this year's draft. Number six pick has been on fire for Kingsport over the last two weeks with 20 hits in his last 53 at-bats, which includes two homers in his last three games. Now, you remember he, he was terrific in the Gulf Coast, got promoted to Kingsport, struggled a little bit, but now is settling in. Uh, in his first season, he's hitting 286 with six homers, 10 doubles, 6 triples, 15 stolen bases, and 40 RBI in 53 games. So uh, I guess we could count this next story as uh, being on the farm as David Wright has played nine games since beginning his rehab stint with St. Lucie. Uh, he got a hit the last night. He went one for four. And he played the entire game at third base. Uh, did I say he played nine games so far in his rehab stint? Uh, Mets assistant GM John Rico said it remains to be seen whether Wright will have enough time to get ready for this season. Wow. Uh, I'm high. <laughs> How long is this going to drag out? 
look, David, if he doesn't think he can play, let's just give him a big goodbye and a send-off and still dragging us out another year. Um, bring him up in September. Let him play. I mean, what the heck? Let's bring him up the last two weeks of the season because he's only going to have another <clears throat> two weeks of minor league ball, two, three weeks tops, I think, of minor league ball. They end up early September. So he's not going to be able to rehab in games. So bring him up at the very end of the minor league season and let him play up here. That's all That's all I can guess. All right, finally tonight, the Mets are nearing a deal to switch radio stations. That didn't last long. From WOR 710 to WCBS 880, reports Andrew Marchant of the New York Post. According to Marchant, it's very possible, perhaps even probable, that play-by-play announces Howie Rose and Josh Lewin would continue calling games if the switch comes to fruition. The Mets moved from WFAN to WOR in 2014, with the Yankees switching from WCBS to WFAN. So I don't know what that means for anything, but uh, there you go. All the Mets news that you need to know and want to hear <laughs> in this tough season. All right, so we've got a couple of more with the Nationals, and then the Mets hit the road. They go to Chicago to Wrigley Field to play the Cubbies and, and uh, another test for our Mets. But as I say, it's always it's been a tough year, but... Let's try to remain optimistic. Keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go, Mets. And I'll see you next time.